The thirty-fifth book of Orlando Furioso. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Orlando Furioso by Ludovico Ariosto. Translated by Sir John Harrington. Book thirty-five. The argument. St. John the praise of writers doth recount. Radamant doth with good success recover the prisoners that were ta'en by Rodamount. This done, she sends a challenge to her lover, and sends withal an horse of good account, which makes for Jero long in doubt to hover. The while, before his face, the fall he saw of Serpentine, Grandonio, and Ferrar. Fair mistress, who for me to heaven shall fly to bring again from thence my wandering wit, which I still lose, since from that piercing eye the dart came forth that first my heart did hit? nor of my loss at all complain would i might i but keep that which remaineth yet but if it still decrease within short space i doubt i shall be in orlando's case yet well i wot where to recover mine though not in paradise nor cynthia's sphere yet doubtless in a place no less divine in that sweet face of yours in that fair hair that ruby lip in those two star-like eyne there is my wit i know it wanders there and with my lips, if you would give me leave, I there would search, I thence it would receive. But to return unto that English prince, whom, if you do remember, with St. John by ugly stream I left a little since, the fatal sister spinners looking on, who sometime do prolong and sometime mince our threed of life. I say he saw anon among a million more one passing fleece more fine than that that Jason brought to Greece so shone the thread that from the fleece out came no gold nor orient pearl could look so bright astolfo much desired to know his name and time of birth that to that threed had right straightways this answer unto him doth frame he that the dark apocalypse did write the number of his birth shall noted be when twenty shall be ta'en from m and d and as the fleece which here so fair doth show in finest substance passeth all the rest so shall the person that the same doth owe make that same age in which he liveth blest for all the gifts that nature can bestow or with which study can a man invest shall poured be on him with large proportion assigned from above to be his portion there stands said he near to the banks of po a village now of small or none account whose moorish seat the stream doth overflow but in that time that i to you recount unto a city of such state shall grow as all the neighbour towns it shall surmount nor soul in walls and buildings fair and stately but in good arts of old found out or lately nor think you this preferment to proceed by peradventure or as twere by chance but even as a thing by god himself decreed for one man's sake his native soils advance as still we see those that good fruit will breed do graft the stock and prune and pike the branch or as the goldsmith polisheth the metal in which he mines a gem of price to settle for ne'er shall soul that shall to earth descend with mortal garment be more comely clad never did god a soul from hence down send that more choice gifts nor more rare virtues had than this which unto him he doth intend that shall his country and his friends make glad hippolito of est his name shall be to whom the heaven such favours do decree for all those virtues great that wanted are to set forth diverse diversely divided 
shall joined be in this same man most rare unto a place by heaven's appointment guided maintained shall studies be by his great care all quarrels cease and broils shall be decided whose virtues all if i to tell prolong orlando should expect his wit too long thus much the follower of jesus spake the while astolfo those same webs doth view from whence our lives end and beginning take one spun one cut the third doth stuff renew then came they to the foul and loathsome lake dark deep and miry of a deadly hue where was the aged man that never stinted to carry bundles of the names imprinted this was the man whom as i told before both use and nature so swift paced had made he never rested but ran evermore and with his running he did use this trade a heap of names within his cloak he bore and in the river did them all unlaid or plain to speak away he cast them all into the stream which lethe we do call this prodigal old wretch no sooner came unto this cursed river's barren bank but desperately without all fear of blame or caring to deserve reward or thank he hurled therein full many a precious name where millions soon into the bottom sank and scant in every thousand one was found that was not in the gulf quite lost and drowned yet all about great store of birds there flew as vultures carrion crows and chattering pies and many more of sundry kinds and hue that made lewd harmony with their loud cries these when the careless wretch the treasure threw into the stream did all they could devise what with their talent some and some with beak to save some names but find themselves too weak for ever as they sought themselves to raise to bear away those names of great renown the weight of them so heavy downward weighs they in the stream were driven to cast them down only two swans sustained so great a pace in spite of him that sought them all to drown these two do still take up whose names they list and bear them safe away and never missed sometime all under that foul lake they divided and took up some that were with water covered and those that seemed condemned they reprived and often as about the bank they hovered they caught them ere they to the stream arrived then went they with the names they had recovered up to a hill that stood the water nigh on which a stately church was built on high this place is sacred to immortal fame and evermore a nymph stands at the gate and took the names wherewith the two swans came whether they early come or whether late then all about the church she hanged the same before the sacred image in such rate as they might then well be assured for ever spite of that wretch in safety to persever astolfo had a great desire to know the mysteries most high and hidden sense of that old man that still ran to and fro and precious things so lewdly did dispense and of the birds and of the nymph also that from the swans took names and bare them thence and also asked what they signified to whom the man of god thus wise replied no first said he there cannot wag a straw below on earth but that the sign is here and each small act doth correspondence draw although in other show it doth appear that aged man that running erst you saw and never baits nor resteth all the year to work the like effects above is bound as time doth work below upon the ground when here the fatal thread of life is spun 
then doth below the life of man decline their fame and here their names in metal done would make them both immortal and divine save here this aged sire that so doth run and there below time doth thereat repine he here flings all their names into a puddle time there doth all in dark oblivion huddle and even as here ravens vultures pies and crows and such like birds endeavor all they may to save those names that worthiest they suppose but wanting strength the names still downward sway so there promoters ruffins bods and those that can the parasites and jesters play that by great lords are oft more made of than the true and plain and virtuous-minded men and these forsooth good fellows call you must because they learn like ass and pork to be but when their lords be laid full low in dust their line of life cut off by sisters three yea oft by their own surfeiting and lust then these same goodly squires of base degree in their vile mouths their names bear up and down a while and after in oblivion drown but as the swans that here still flying are with written names unto the sacred port so there historians learned and poets rare preserve them in clear fame and good report o happy princes whose foresight and care can win the love of writers in such sort as caesar did so as you need not dread the lake of lethe after you be dead but surely god their reason so doth blind and takes from them all sense of wit and skill that when their rooms on earth they have resigned death both their bodies and their fames might kill where at the least some fame would stay behind admit in part their manners were but ill had they but wit to get some grace with sirrah their fame should sweeter smell than nard or mirrah perhaps aeneas was not so devout nor hector nor achilles were so brave but thousands have as honest been and stout and worthy by desert more praise to have but those fair lands and castles out of doubt that their successors unto writers gave made them so famous over foreign lands canonized by the poet's sacred hands augustus caesar was not such a saint as virgil maketh him by his description his love of learning excuseth that complaint that men might justly make of his proscription nor had the shame that nero's name doth taint confirmed now by a thousand years prescription been as it is if he had had the wit to have been frank to such as poems writ blind homer writes how agamemnon fought and wan at last great troy that long resisted and how penelope though greatly sought by many suitors yet in faith persisted yet sure for aught you know he might have taught the contrary to this if he had listed that troy prevailed that greeks were conquered clean and that penelope was but a queen on t'other side we see queen dido's name that worthy was indeed to be commended is subject now to slander and to shame because that she by virgil is not friended but on this point i now more tedious am than i was ware or than i had intended for i love writers well and would not wrong them and i myself to count myself among them i rate a volume of my master's praise for which to me he hath not been ungreat but to this height of honour he me raise where as you see i live in happy state i pity those that in these latter days do write when bounty hath shut up her gate where day and night in vain good writers knock and for their labours oft have but a mock 
so as indeed this reason is the chief that wits decay because they want their hire for where no succor is nor no relief the very beasts will from such place retire thus said the saint and as it were with grief of such offence his eyes did flame like fire but turning to the duke with sober laughter he pacified himself a little after but here i leave astolfo safe and sound with holy john for forthwith leap i must as far as from the moon unto the ground my wings would fail if still i soared so high now come i unto her that had the wound that ever smarting wound of jealous eye i told she had when last of her i spoke unhorsed three kings with goldelance's stroke and how she lay all at a castle sad although in vain she sought her grief to smother how at that place she perfect knowledge had that agrament was foiled by her brother and that to fly to arley he was glad with good rogero and with many other this made her unto provence then to haste because she heard that charles pursued him fast now unto provence onward as she went a comely damsel in her way she viewed who though she looked like one that did lament yet could not grief her comely grace exclude this dame had travelled long with this intent to find some knight that from the pagan rude fierce rodomont that prisoner held her lover by force of arms again might him recover now when the comfortless dame bradamant had met a dame as comfortless as she such sympathy she felt of grief that scant she kept in tears so sad a sight to see she asked her what misfortune or what want of her sad plight unworthy cause might be fair fjordaledge that for a knight did hold her the circumstance of all the matter told her and in most rueful sort she did recount both of the tomb and bridge the woeful story and how the cruel pagan rodomount had taken him for whom she was so sorry not that he could in value him surmount that for his value had obtained much glory but that the pagan not to strength did trust but to a bridge and vantages unjust wherefore most noble-minded knight said she if such you be as by your speech i guess help my dear spouse from bondage vile to free and plague the pagan that doth him oppress or if you cannot so yet counsel me where i may find some aid for my distress some knight so stout of heart and strong of hand as may this cruel saracen withstand so shall you do a brave and noble deed that wandering knights do think they ought of due so might you aid a worthy man indeed and one in love most faithful and most true as for his other praise it is no need for me to tell mine own griefs to renew sith well i know they plainly are appearing to all that have their sense and sight and hearing the worthy dame that thirsted still for praise agrees to take this hard exploit in hand as one that ready was at all assays on horse on foot by water or by land for either thus she shall her glory raise if so she shall the pagan's force withstand or die she shall which danger less doth move her because she thinks rogero doth not love her and thus she said most lovely loving dame gladly i shall my utmost forces prove to succour one that merits so great fame yet of his praises chiefly me doth move because you give him such a noble name that he is true and faithful in his love which sith you speak by trial i must ween so 
else I durst swear no man alive had been so. These last words ending with a scalding sigh, a sigh that came indeed from grievous thought. Then on they went till they approached nigh the parlous bridge that Rodamont had wrought, and straight the watch descried them from on high, and blew a horn by which the pagan thought that travellers were come the bridge to pass, came out all armoured as his manner was. But when that he one all in armour saw, he greets them loud with this lewd salutation. Ho, stay, and ere you pass, observe this law. Unto this tomb humbly to make oblation of horse and arms with fear and reverent awe, else with this spear expect sharp castigation. She that before had heard of Isbel's death and of this tomb thus stoutly to him saith, Ah, damned wretch! Why should the innocent endure the penance of thy grievous guilt? Thyself shouldst die, or suffer punishment that killedst her, if please her ghost thou wilt. Her soul upon my soul would be content if by my hand thy guilty blood were spilt, more than with all the armors, men, and horses that thou dost win by thy unlawful forces. And so much more it will accepted be to her if thou by my right hand mayst die, because I am a woman as was she, and only come on thee my force to try. But let us first upon these points agree, that if you hap to vanquish me, then I shall suffer at your hands so, and no more than other prisoners have done before. But if I vanquish you, as sure I trust, then I will have the spoil of all the rest, and make your horse and arms a gift more just upon the tomb of her for ever blessed. And then withal to me you promised must that all your prisoners straight shall be released. When thus the dame her mind had signified, thus the fierce Turk mildly to her replied, Fair dame, you seem to me to speak but reason, and thereto I my frank assent afford. But true it is that I, for fear of treason, my prisoners all have sent from hence aboard, so as I cannot free them at this season, but firmly here to you I pass my word. If you foil me, of which there is small jeopardy, I will send word to set them all at liberty. But if I conquer you, as sure I shall, for so it is most likely and most meet, I will not hang your armor on the wall, nor send you hence a prisoner in my fleet. I will remit to you my conquest all, for that fair face's sake, and look so sweet. Suffice it, that this courtesy may move thee, where now thou seemst to hate me, then to love me. Be not, fair dame, in your own strength beguiled. I offer not such grace to every stranger, for I am strong. At this the damsel smiled, but such a smile as showed not mirth, but anger. And whether courage had all fear exiled, or that despair made her to doubt no danger, she spurred her horse, nor other answer made him, but with her spear in rest she doth invade him. This so did move the cruel Rodomount, upon his horse he doth himself advance, not making doubt but that he would dismount out of her seat the noble dame of France. But he was quite deceived of his account. No sooner was he touched with Goldelance, but even as if of strength he had been reaved, quite from the saddle backward he was heaved. But yet the dame herself in danger was to fall into the stream so swift and fleet, by means the bridge so narrow was to pass, that hardly two at once thereon could meet. But Rabican, whose swiftness did surpass all four-foot beasts, did firmly keep his feet, 
although so straight and narrow was the bridge he was constrained to run upon the ridge now when the pagan lay thus overthrown she turned to him and sporting thus she spake now sir said she i hope it may be known of us too which the worser cause did take but he like one whose wits were not his own he either could or would no answer make but still he stood looking on ground and musing neither his foil denying nor excusing and having walked some half a dozen paces he suddenly cast all his armor off and hurls it against the stones and it defaces that scant he left unbroke one piece thereof determining after such foul disgraces to hide himself and go a great way off but ere he went he granted full commission to free his prisoners without intermission so thence he went and what of him became or what he did no notice clear i have but only this that even for very shame he long lived close within a secret cave the whiles his arms by that victorious dame were hanged up at the tomb for triumph brave the t'other arms and furnitures among that erst to pagan princes did belong but for all those that were for christians one she laid them up and did in safety set among the which was monodante's son and olivero and stout sansonet who late before with ill success did run so that the pagan did their armor get and them themselves as prisoners did convey unto algeri far from thence away among the rest that had their armor lost was sacrapunt the fierce circassian prince who sought for frontlet to his pain and cost and with the pagan fought but little since but being foiled he quite forsook that cost where men of such disgrace might him convince and with great shame but what could shame him boot he came on horseback and went thence on foot wherefore ashamed in such sort to return he minds to follow that his former quest of her whose love long since his heart did burn although her love he never yet possessed for still her froward mind did ever spurn against his earnest and most just request of her return he late had heard the news i know not how but now he her pursues and let him her pursue for i proceed of noble bradamante's acts to tell who having done this brave and worthy deed to free the passage where so many fell she rate it so as every one might read how all the circumstance thereof befell which having done then she demands to know which way dame fjordaledge did mind to go who straight her purpose unto her unfolding told her to pass the sea by ship she meant at arley lest the turk his word not holding might keep her spouse too long in prison pent then shall you saith the dame be more beholding to me for sure said she tis mine intent unto that town to guard you in your passage so you will do for me but one ambassage and that withal you may this grace afford to give rogero this same horse for me and say an unknown champion sends him word to challenge him that all the world may see he hath been false of promise and of word of which our combat shall the trial be and tell him plainly there is no denial but that by challenge i will make this trial this say and say no more and if he ask my name then tell him plain you may not tell the while mine arm shall serve me for a mask this i desire do this and so farewell this is said fjordaledge an easy task from you that have of me deserved so well and binds me both to this that you demand me and to whatever else you would command me this said 
she takes the bridle in her hand and with her leads frontino on the way until they both came to the salt sea sand that next unto the town of arley lay but fjordaledge goes to the town by land and bradamant doth in the suburbs stay to then she may convenient respite give her to him the horse and message to deliver who when the bridge and gate she quite had passed she prayeth one of those that kept the ward to bring her to Vergero in great haste and through the town of curtsey her to guard this done she to Vergero came at last and did her message with most due regard and gave frontino and then went her way nor would she once to hear his answer stay Vergero standeth still all in a muse the messenger and message so beguile him he wonders who it is that both doth use such courtesy and yet withal revile him he thinks the party doth him much abuse with foulest blot of breach of word defile him and of all others least of all he thought that bradamant of him the combat sought to think it rhodomount he was inclined but yet it could not sink into his reach why of a sudden he should be so kind and wherein he could blame his promise breach and save with him he cannot call to mind with whom he had a friendship any breach the while the lady with a stately scorn in token of defiance blew her horn straightways the news to agrament doth fly that one without did challenge some within and serpentine that then by chance was by asked leave to fight with sured hope to win and swears the knight should yield or else should die and then the people flocked both thick and thin and stood upon the walls with young and old between these two the combat to behold out serpentino came in brave array and bravely with his spear in rest he ran but at the first encounter down he lay the horse runs leer away without the man but noble bradamant the horse doth stay and back restore then finally as she can she prays him to king agrament to speak to send a stronger knight sith he was weak the mighty kings of afric and of spain that from the wall the courteous act did view from praising of the same could not refrain though none of them thereof the author knew now serpentino back returned again and to his prince he told his message true how that same champion did desire to fight with some more stout and more renowned knight and then grandonio fierce of volator and the proudest knight that spain long time had bred obtained next place and with a visage stern and threatening voice thus to the damsel said your curtsy small reward for you shall earn for either here in fight you must be dead or at the least i will you prisoner bring unto marsilio of great spain the king well answered she keep these your threats in store your villainy my curtsy shall not let but that i'll friendly monish you before that back again unto your king you get ere that your fall may make your body sore and say that i desired to have met a man indeed of courage and of worth and not yourself nor him that last came forth this her reply so mild and yet so bitter the pagan with more fury did inflame with spear than speech he thought an answer fitter and toward her in full career he came intending sure some deadly blow to hit her but she that was accustomed to this game bare well his blow and with her gold lance she taught him how the somersault to dance but yet his horse that loose about did run she brought him back and thus to him she said lo sir you had been better to have done my message when i courteously you prayed 
Yet here I will release my prisoner one, so you will tell your king that I have stayed to combat with a man in fight well seen, and not with novices of skill so green. The lookers on, that sure thought nothing less than that a virgin could so guide a spear, with murmurings their wonder great express, still aiming with surmises who it were. Some Brandemart and some Rinaldo guess, or others whom the Turks had cause to fear, but most they would Orlando have suspected, save that they heard his senses were distracted. Next stout Ferrar desired to have the place, not that he hoped the conquest to have won, but that these knights may have the less disgrace if I, quoth he, shall do as they have done. A strong, swift horse he takes, and sure of pace, well made to bear the shock and free to run, the choicest of an hundred that he kept, and thus all armed upon the beast he leapt. Against the female champion forth he goes, and first they interchangeably salute. Please it you, said the lady, to disclose your name to me? That shall be all my suit. He, that what longs to civil manners knows, to satisfy her therein was not mute. And I refuse you not, then said the other, although I rather would have had another. Whom, quoth Farah? Rogero, she replied, and scarce she fully could bring forth his name, but that a blush with rosy color dyed her lovely cheeks with secret honest shame. Further she addeth, him whose value triad, and so much praised was cause I hither came. None else I seek, nor for none else care I, only his manhood I desire to try. She spake the word in plain and simple sense, which some, perhaps, will subtly rest awry. Well, said Farah, yet now, ere I go hence, let me with you have leave one course to try, to see if I can make no more defence than those whom last you made on earth to lie. If I fall as did they, then I will send that gentle knight that may our error mend. Her beaver open was while they confard, at which, when her the Spaniard well had viewed, and marked her beauty worthy of regard, he was already more than half subdued. He thought an angel of the heavenly guard could not with greater beauty be endued. Against her spear, what fence can he devise that is already conquered with her eyes? Now took they field, and ran with all their force, and now Ferrah is from his saddle borne. The damsel doth of curtsy stay his horse, the Spaniard lieth like a man forlorn. But back he must unto the king perforce, nor true to do his message doth he scorn. He tells Rogero plain before them all, how this same knight only for him doth call. Rogero who it is yet little knowing, in haste to make him ready doth begin, a settled hope of conquest plainly showing, willing to fight with mind assured to win. As for their foils and their foul overthrowing that went before, he weighed them not a pin. But how they met, how kindly him she served, unto the book ensuing is reserved. End of Book 35